Welcome everybody to the second episode of Buckets of Duckets. I'm your host, Chase Myers, with my co-host, the great one, Josh Watts. Believe that. How you doing, uh, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Josh Watts. This is episode two, which is twice as many as we had previously done. That's right. There's some. I'm dropping some math for you. So, you aren't like new to cutting your own hair. Like, no. it's not like just a quarantine <laughs> no. thing. I wanted to just put that out there real quick before you start trying to explain yourself by saying like, oh, the quarantine is just whatever. I I believe with enough time, you are always going to have this mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like it was inevitable. Uh, when people I mean, I see feel, it now, everybody's like, yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. It does. It makes so much sense, dude. It looks, it's so rare that an act of, of mohawk uh, works out like that. Like it just does. I just I've hated most people with a mohawk. It's like the only people that pulled it off is like you and Mr. T. Like that's it. Like that's 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 good company, bro. You like that company? Club, that's really good Club company, Lang, bro. I heard a, I heard a story on a podcast about Mr. T. Like in 2020 in a grocery store, and somebody bumped in. Like everybody was he was in a grocery store walking around, mm-hmm. and they were really excited to see him. And somebody bumped into him with their shopping cart, like physically hit him. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And he said, don't apologize. I'm glad it happened. Let the people know I'm still tough. And I was uh, like, dude, uh, <laughs> Mr. T knows what people want to hear when they when they meet Mr. T. Let them know I'm not slipping. Dude, that's so great. You, uh, can, you can challenge me at any time. I wonder how many times he's used <laughs> that, that one-liner. Probably a lot. I feel like he's used stuff like that a lot. That's got to be just built in. Every time somebody bumps into him. He knows he knows what you want to see when you meet Mr. T. He knows. Mr. T puts I want to I want to see <laughs> I want to see him talk about how tough he is. I want to see him pity fools. I want to see him talk yep. about his mama. Those yep. are the three things that I go to Mr. T for. Dude, one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever is uh do you hate Rocky? No, I don't hate him. I pity the fool. Just just the ah. Did I'll recite all of Rocky 3 right now <laughs> if we're going to sit here long enough. We might. We might. Uh, so the best thing, the my favorite thing about this mohawk is it's helped me get over. I have uh, some OCD stuff. Like when I used to try to trim my beard when I did that, mm-hmm. if I nicked it, I would have to shave it because I couldn't stand, you know, like a. But yeah, I'm that's so tough. invested in. I'm so invested in this. Like I, I went way up into my head, but I just convinced myself that. I did it with a field knife on a boat before I raided a village somewhere. So, like, it's not gonna be a straight line, bro. I got I got people to kill and villages to plunder. It's gonna. You can't convince me that you didn't do that, uh, dude. I fucking I almost died this week. Like, what? No joke, for real. So I'm uh I'm out there just being essential, right? Mm-hmm. I'm working this temp job. <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm I'm repairing the economy. I'm doing my part. Okay, I'm out there. I'm wearing gloves. I have a mask on. I'm fighting. I'm fighting that virus every goddamn day because I'm gonna make sure that we ship this stuff. Okay, so that's what I'm doing, and uh, it's essential. And <laughs> um, you know, it's a warehouse, and uh, I'm doing I'm doing warehouse things, and uh, I have a, I have a little cart, right? And uh, the cart's like in front of me, and I'm uh, I'm like. I'm bent down doing some 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 low shelf stuff, and uh, this dude on a cherry picker has a bunch of shit on his palate, 
backs up, hits my cart, fucking pushes the cart into me, like into the fucking like. Yeah, not a funny story. Just legit, almost died. Just legit, thankful uh, to be around. Like he, I had to do like the whole like, whoa, whoa, whoa what the fuck, what the fuck? like that type thing. And then like it happened so quick, and it was like, dude, you okay? And then like I'm just like, uh, you know, just. I'm a nice fucking dude. So I was like, I'm like, huh, that was fine because nothing really happened to me. It was just, you know, he pushed me for a little bit. And, uh, and then two seconds later, I'm like shaking and like, like, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, okay, I, I have to go. I, I need to go somewhere else for a little bit because, uh, I almost, I almost died, uh, out here, uh, over some bullshit. And, uh, yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, bro. So, I used to manage a warehouse for Homeland Security and FEMA down here after Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. And uh, we <laughs> we got one of those uh, uh, wrapping machines that you set a pallet on, you stick the plastic on it, turn it on, it spins to wrap the pallet yeah, up yeah, in plastic. Yeah, I was talking about. All right. So the first thing I did was get on it and try to wrap myself up. Uh, but it happened... <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to tell you. It happened so fast that it was around my head and face oh. before I could do anything. <laughs> Just immediate suffocation. I, <laughs> I was trying to. I had to pull a box cutter off my pants and like try to cut my mouth open. Dude, that's quick thinking. Like, that's quick thinking. I wouldn't know what to do. Then it's like, do I tell somebody? Because I I run this building. Do I tell somebody? What a dipshit I am that I just nearly died wrapping myself in saran wrap on a pallet machine they just bought me? Or do I just... And you know what? I didn't say shit to nobody until just now. So unless... If Uncle Sam's listening to this... Tough you shit. You almost killed me, bro. Tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I used to love working at a warehouse. We got, we got a shipment in one time of bubble wrap, but it was like huge rolls of bubble wrap. And I stacked them up so that I could practice wrestling moves off of the shelf onto the bubble wrap. Like, mm-hmm. I thought I could land on it and be soft. Uh, but what happens if you jump high enough and you land on a big roll of bubble wrap is that you just bounce, like, just enough to fall off and hurt yourself. Okay, I was like about to say, right I, didn't, I didn't... <laughs> that sounds like one of those things, like, if you hold enough balloons, you'll float. Like, I wasn't... I was about to call no. you on that. I was like, are you sure you'll bounce? But, I did, okay, now nope. I understand. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you go, like, just enough. <laughs> it slows the momentum down. It slows your falling down just enough for you to get confident and think you won't die, and then you break something. So, that was your tax dollars at work, buddy. <laughs> they're like, who runs this place? And, like, the guy up there doing Eddie Grove Frog Splash from the top of the... Man, I'm just not meant for a job. I, uh, I'm i so glad we're doing this, man. I'm so glad that we got something to, like, uh, perform. Like, I, I, I've been, I've been fucking missing the stage, dude. I, 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 and I haven't done any virtual shows. I've stayed away from that. Yeah. I, I, so, initially when everything went down, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, you know it would be a great idea? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, stream live shows from my living room. I'll call it, I'll call it, like, the quarantine comedy club. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And then I looked on Facebook and 375 comedians were live streaming from in front of their fucking yeah. uh, dresser. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, mm, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. And then, man, 
Yeah, no. I, and then <laughs> I uh, I talked to some people, and they were just like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, and you know, whatever, but it's not it's not the same feeling, and I and I just I don't know, man. I need that like live connection to do it, uh, but I miss I miss comedy, but doing it like that doesn't with no. I don't know, man. Without that energy to feed off of, it's just. I know people. Just me people talking to apparently. My computer. Yeah, people apparently will do it through Zoom, so you could at least uh, hear back people laughing and stuff. But uh, that's still tough, man. It's still not the same thing. Nah. I. Uh, nah. And also, like, what do you do, like, when you're bombing? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you start? How do you know out? you're bombing? How do you know you're bombing? How do all of that? But yeah, if you Dude, have you a moment where you're lost, like, and you want to do some crowd work or whatever, like, are you literally like, uh, dude in the right box? Uh, oh man, who are you here with? Like, what? Who's living with you right now? <laughs> what do you? Hey, sir, right there. What do you do for a living? <laughs> what did you used to do before this is what you uh, considered entertainment? At, a lot of things like uh, comedy. I, I mean, I get it, and I appreciate people trying to create and be funny during this. And I respect it. I just don't think it's for me. But I, professional wrestling needs an audience. Yeah. And you know uh, what? Since all this happened, wrestling has been doing empty arena shows. They haven't missed a beat. For those that don't know. They have not. Pro, pro wrestling has not missed a beat. They From the day it went down, it was just like, all right, just nobody's in here, but we're still wrestling. We're still going to make everybody. We're still doing it. We're just going to make everybody touch each other and spit on each other and sweat on each other. Yep. And look. I, uh, I will take a voodoo priest coming out of the ground and making a wrestler vomit uh, black oil by shaking, smoking heads at him and chanting like Papa Shango did when there's a crowd there to react to. But like when there isn't a crowd, even them punching each other, I'm like, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I like uh, I like whenever they I've watched uh, I've watched some of the pay per views. Uh, me and you actually watched some of them together. Yeah. And uh, over Zoom, and we uh, yeah we watched uh, WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, and uh, it was funny to me that some of the wrestlers were still like playing to the crowd, like they couldn't they couldn't That's break, not there. they couldn't break themselves from like looking out. And, and like you know, kind of like uh, gesturing, and uh, you know, if they got a belt, they're love, still holding the belt up at the ring and everything. I love watching them do their whole big intro to like with no with nobody there and nothing. I know. I, I just want the other wrestler whenever the person gets done with their long, like fuck off intro like that, just to be like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight or what? <laughs> Real cool, man. All right, so it's just me and you in here. Do you wanna you wanna fight? Are we gonna dance about it? What's happening? What's so one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, obviously, is Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. uh, and the Texas Rattlesnake or the the Bionic Redneck or whatever else you want to call him. Tell but it turns SLB. out, turns out the dude is like a champion of the people, and he just doesn't put up with shit. Like I've seen him shoot down people for making trans jokes and stuff. And oh like, yeah, he's Stone Cold's woke. I fucking love it. Uh, yesterday on Instagram, he posted a picture of his mask, of him wearing a mask out in public. And he said something about how it was hurting his ears. or all right, so, Just talking about a mask, what we're all dealing with. And some dipshit wrote underneath it, underneath his comment on Instagram, Stone Cold, don't wear a mask. It goes against your reputation. You're a rebel who fights the system. You don't need to bow down and be oppressed by the liberal, you know, like Whoa. this whole big... And this dude wrote a whole paragraph about why Stone Cold shouldn't wear a mask because he's Stone Cold. And Steve Austin replied to it, shut up, dude. (laughs) 
this goes against your character. Like, bro, I'm a real human person. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like a 55 year old man. <laughs> I need to wear a I mask. Could die. <laughs> uh, but you know, it did work without a crowd. Was I thought UFC worked without a crowd? I've always liked UFC, but I really got into it recently with uh. I'm probably saying his name wrong. I think it's Jorge Mus- Musfidal, Masfidal. I'm not the one that's going to help you with that. He just knocked the dude out with a knee. Like at the very beginning of the match, he just ran full speed and kneed this dude in his head because he, oh man, and then mocked him when the guy got knocked out and fell over. He Ooh. jumped on the ground and laid right next to him shaking. No shit. It's he one did of the that? greatest, dude, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Bro. The guy he was fighting is like some tough man dude. I forgot the whole story now, so I'm gonna people in the comments are gonna. I know be UFC that. people are gonna be mad because I'm not I'm not uh, prepared to help you in this conversation either. I I watch very sp- sparingly. This guy was like uh, outclassed by a hundred percent, and the the Jorge was like, "You don't deserve to fight. You shouldn't be here." And then when the match started, they ran at each other, and Jorge just jumped up and kneed the dude in his head, and it was over. But the best part was he knocked out, and when he fell over, the guy who knocked him out did the same thing and laid next to him on the ground and then called him stupid. I like... I do like whenever real fighters uh, do professional wrestling things. Oh, man. Me too. Like That's why Conor everybody McGregor. loves McGregor. Yeah, that's why everybody loves yeah. McGregor. My, I, what I want to do... Wins, if he wins, I love it. If somebody knocks him the fuck out for all the shit he's talked, I love that too. Like, yeah, it's impossible to not... I'm there for both. I uh, I love it. I'm gonna start calling McGregor out, dude. That's how I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna whenever I get when I get my first stand up set on TV, uh, on like big TV. I, I have I have done stand up on some TV. I uh, I yeah, and uh, but yeah, like first time I do Conan or something like that. Like the second my sets, I'm gonna be like, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chase Myers. Uh, Conor McGregor, you a big old bitch. And then uh, and then I'm just gonna <laughs> see. I was gonna see what happens. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm just gonna. That's really funny. Gonna... My the the tag on my last on my on my big closer joke is also Conor McGregor. You weigh the same amount as my four year old daughter. I'll fuck you up, and then the crowd like dies laughing at it. So okay. if I ever I get mean, on, I, I mean, we got whichever it. one of us gets on TV first. But that's what I yeah. I'm calling him out, and I'm gonna make a big. I'm gonna my Twitter is just gonna be all day. Just fuck Connor, fuck Connor, fuck Connor, fuck Connor, and eventually he's gonna have to say something. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go full on just hyperbole about how easily I can beat him and how he's not man enough to take me on and all that stuff. And I'm gonna convince him into a pay per view, and he's gonna beat the dog shit out of me in 15 seconds. Uh, but I'm gonna have a yacht. Yeah, you'll get you can recover on your yacht exactly. As people always pose that, would you fight Mike Tyson for three minutes for two million dollars? You goddamn right, I would. The first swing that came anywhere near not me, because I ain't a bitch. But some people that are bitches would like the first swing they would drop and hide. Not me, I'm ducking and fucking coming back. No, if you're gonna I'm fight, back. fight, dude. Tyson would swing and I would grab him, and then it'd be a stunner. It, it, come on. Tyson ain't It'd never be a seen. Solid belt. He's never seen It'd be a stunner. solid belt. <laughs> I uh, I just I, saw. There, <laughs> I think Tyson. There's just back. a video of Tyson. I was about to say. I think he's coming back, dude, because he's getting in like crazy old man shape right now. And uh, and I've seen no, like no, no, a no. couple. I've seen a couple <laughs> whispers out there. No, dude, he trimmed up. Like he. Uh, no, I'm saying it's not old man shape. That dude is jacked. And oh yeah, I just mean old. Still. I just mean old man because he's in his fifties. That's all I just meant. Yeah, I. Uh, no, he's. I mean, he looks legit, and uh, yeah, I keep hearing whispers. I think he's gonna do. He's either gonna come back uh, and fight a nobody, maybe, or he's gonna do some kind of like 
uh, fight old Evander Holyfield or something to make a billion dollars. Celebrity boxing and he's fighting Zach Morris. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> what if Zach Morris knocks him out? Bruh. How crazy? Zach Morris <laughs> Zach Morris takes a punch, <laughs> wipes the blood from his lip, knocks Mike Tyson Freezes out. Tom. <laughs> Freezes Tom. Freezes Tom and then knocks him out. Uh, Michelle makes fun of me because I quote "Say it by the bell," like more than an adult man should. I can't believe you uh, can quote it. <laughs> oh, dude! I used to watch. So I used to watch. It used to come on in the mornings, uh, but while I was getting ready for school, mm-hmm. so it would just be on as noise. But dude, I I I remember every episode of it, and I tried to watch it recently. Like, oh man, I love "Say it by the bell." A little hold up. It's cheesy, Bruh. Being a 40-year-old watching Say by the Bell is very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not where you want to be. It just doesn't. That's not who you want to be. Yeah, I. Uh, and it, it's like hella cheesy, and it, and it basically just like, oh, yeah. like to watch yeah, it now. I, mean, I probably hadn't seen it in a couple of years. I'm not acting like I've never seen Say by the Bell. Come on, I've watched Say by the Bell. But I hadn't watched yeah, it yeah, with adult eyes in a long time. One of my favorite episodes, Jesse Spano is dating a guy that uh, <laughs> nobody likes. And... Lisa and Kelly are telling her that she should dump him. Mm-hmm. And they say, they're, uh, she's like, you shouldn't go out with him. And Lisa's like, yeah. And they keep repeating each other. And then Jesse gets mad at him and slams the, the, her locker. And she goes, if you two are going to share a brain, why don't you get one that works? And she flips her hair and walks out of the room. And I think about that scene more. I don't know why, but I'm like, dude, that when I was a little kid, I remember being like, that was the sickest burn I've ever heard. <laughs> dude, I'm going to use that if I get a chance. <laughs> have you seen, so do you have a lot of uh, people on your social media in your life that don't believe? A handful. They don't believe in everything? A handful. I'm, I'm starting to see Are they it. all it's getting louder and louder. They're all from here. Yeah. Are they all from Louisiana? No, there's a couple, there's a couple outliers, but I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, one of the protests. Like the open back up protest, I saw a guy in the head, a guy carrying a big old sign, and it said "COVID is fake and gay," and I don't know why, but I thought that was that's the best sign I've ever. I don't know what. <laughs> COVID is fake and gay, and he's just got to sign up real proud of it. Yeah, uh, there's a guy on my. There's a guy that I did a, a Baton Rouge Got Talent with, that. uh He's convinced that it's 5G radiation in the towers that Why? are causing all Why this. Why would that make sense? Dude, he posted a picture of a bird dead next to a telephone pole and was like, See? This never happened. I fucking told these, you. <laughs> these two things have to be connected. He's like, When have you ever seen a bird dead that wasn't because of 5G radiation poison? Never. Exactly. Exactly. Birds don't die. We all know that. And okay, so he posts a lot of this stupid stuff. So, I, like, I subconsciously really want to rip into him for being an idiot, but I don't want to argue with people online. So I keep looking for other stuff to to give him shit about, just because I'm petty, I guess. And uh, he's a dancer, and he posts these videos of him of him dancing. I know, and, yeah. Uh, you showed me this. I didn't know that was the... You, dude, okay, yeah, explain it to the people, obviously, but you showed me this, and I didn't know that that was the same person. Okay. I don't know... I don't know good dancing or bad dancing. Like You know bad dancing. 
You know damn well. You don't gotta be. You don't gotta be some dance teacher to know what's bad dancing. Uh, it's. I mean, he's. It's it's really bad. He'll be like he posts videos where he's like, you know, he's it's sincere. 5G radiation killing people, and then he starts dancing. Man, I never, like, I never uh, saw that crossover coming. I never saw. <laughs> That is some, people cross anything over. I never saw the uh, the Corona denier break dancer. I met this dude at the Baton Rouge's Got Talent show, and uh, we they had a trailer What's the set up. Dancing, dancing is talent. Uh, is that what he showed up saying? <laughs> is this talent? Yeah, that's okay. what he showed up for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, he's tried out for America's Got Talent. He made a documentary about him trying out for America's Got Talent. Um, so how'd it go at this well (laughs) does it have a happy ending yeah he's still making 5g radiation videos on youtube so but uh when i met him at the baton rouge got talent he was in the trailer like they had a trailer so that we didn't have to talk to the commoners that Mm -hmm. were just in there and being people the performers were isolated and uh, me and mike honore walked into the trailer Mike Honoré, another comic, friend of the show, if you're just now listening. Uh, he has a Splendid Afternoon. His album is out on iTunes. You should buy Get it. That. It's fantastic. Get that for show. Mike Honoré. Um, so we walk into the trailer, and there's a dude in the trailer wearing uh, a crow, like <laughs> the Sting crow mask from when he was in WCW. Like uh, It's a mask that's face-painted like the it crow looks like from the, the crow. movies. Like yeah. white. So he had this mask on. And he didn't take it off. And he said, what's up, um? And then he said his name. And when he went to shake my hand, he for real, like, did a... And then stuck his hand out to shake my hand. Inside uh, of a trailer that was like four by four. <laughs> uh, for those listening and now watching, uh, Josh just went full break dance. <laughs> oh, dude, he... <laughs> He popping locked all the way up to shake my there hand. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Popping lock. I knew. And I don't know. think I've ever hated a person more than I did that dude right right in that moment. Is this the same person? We're talking about the same dance video guy. So yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. this yeah. dude's a lunatic. Yeah, I don't have a lot of dancing friends on Facebook. I'm gonna be this. honest. <laughs> this, this dude, dude is a he's pretty crazy much it. person. I thought comedians were crazy. Uh, just a just a rogue no, dancing guy out there. Yeah, I, I, my mom was a dance instructor when I was little. She's kind of normal. I didn't, I didn't know, but I guess that's a whole, that's underground dancing right there. <laughs> for the audience, that for the people in the crowd that don't know, if you've ever seen that YouTube video of the lady teaching hip hop and she's like, "Do you see how my pants are baggy? That's hip hop. That's your mom, right?" Yeah, yeah, that is her. Yeah, uh, and you don't see look. how my jacket is baggy. That's hip hop. Hip hop. Uh, yeah, my mom put me through school with that. All right, so you watch your tone. Oh, man, I haven't been able to buy any toys because of this quarantine. Because uh, when I go out, you just go to the grocery store to buy groceries. I don't get to go buy Superman toys or fucking nothing. And uh, it's killing me, man. I went today to Target to look at a bunch of action figures that I couldn't touch. Oh, I guess that's the thing, too, is that you can't really just be holding stuff up and looking at it and putting it back right like well no that and uh i'm a little more paranoid because we got i have uh my wife has very small children with me 
My wife takes care of two tiny children. My baby mama's got some babies by me. Uh, and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a little paranoid about it. But also, like, if, if the world is ending, I don't need to spend $25 on a Superman toy. You know what I mean? Uh, even though that's what I want more than extending my life for that can of pork and beans that's going to get us through another month. Nah, What's another nah, month, man, bro? Qu- <laughs> What's another month, what? dude? Get that toy. You can have another month with this pork and beans, or you can have a limited edition Batman action figure. What do you want? I know my choice. What do you think is going to make your corpse more valuable? You really want to live another month like this? This is not how you want to keep living. More of this, the please. The first night no. we tried... The first night we were getting ready for the podcast, I tried to set a background up with Mm -hmm. all my, like I wanted certain action figures behind me so everybody would know that I'm, how I fucking roll. But the problem was, uh, if I couldn't, (laughs) I would move them all around, but then I would get like upset because like, why is that? I couldn't set them up to where my OCD wouldn't bother me. Mm-hmm. To where I'd be like, well, Captain Mary. And I'd get up and, like, turn them so they were facing a certain way. And then I started bumping into them and I'd lean the chair back. Um, this is a lot. This is a real struggle that people need to know <laughs> podcasters go through. Taking a backdrop is a huge part, bro. It's a huge part of this. This is the dining room backdrop. Uh, this is digital. I don't actually have central air. Uh, I just digitize that in there so people think I'm balling. I don't have, dude, I don't got air. People don't have air conditioning out here in Washington. That's, I don't believe it. It was, uh, it was 80 for two days, like a week ago. And, uh, we all just sweated our balls off, ladies too. And, and then, and now it's 65. Like, it's just For real though, you don't have, your apartment doesn't have air? No air conditioning. There's that's nothing crazy to because that, and this is the thing. It's kind of a, it's like a lie that's been put out here uh, that nobody's really got. Like we're just all in denial because I moved here and everybody told me like, yeah, we don't really need air conditioning because it's only hot for like a little time, like you know, like a month. Like it might touch eighty every now and then or whatever. And uh, and I was like, oh okay. And then every summer uh, is seven months long. It feels like and it has been like eighty five, ninety out here. And uh, and I go fuck, dude. I was like, next, I'm I'm buying a window unit or something, and then it gets cold as hell, and then I forget all that shit I said. I forget it all, and then the cycle starts over. Uh, right whenever, yeah. Every time it gets cold, do you look over to your roommate and say, "Global warming"? Am I right? I do. I do. You should, because uh, that's a pretty good joke. I'll let you have that. That's a pretty good. You can use that any, in your skits. Anytime it's cold, I'm like, I just start. I just, <laughs> I just start making fun of people who believe science. <laughs> that's what I do. I go. So, I, so, so much for that warming, right? It's cold right now where I am. So you just can't, start screaming. Al Gore don't know shit. <laughs> not impressed with you. I'm trying to not. I'm trying not to uh, be too turnt right now because both. I think both my kids are asleep or trying to go to sleep. I don't know. I'm. I'm I don't have anything. Look, to do Daddy's turnt. Uh, <laughs> all right, the kids need to know. <laughs> so uh, both of my both of them have. Uh, they mimic me a lot. So when we're outside doing stuff, they always try to do what we do. And uh, you're a Michelle fantastic I... example too. So I. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what they mimic about you. So uh, it's going to be great. We've 
We've been doing like you know my favorite workout are kettlebells. Uh, it's my favorite. Jazz loves just, so just a whole bunch, just slinging metal around, like just swinging. <laughs> just it is the best thing in the world. It makes me feel like a caveman, clanging and banging uh, that man. So we, I have these kettlebells, and I have a little seven pound one that's like a, it looks like a kid size one, and uh, my nineteen month old can easily pick it up and swing it, and he makes. He doesn't struggle, but because he's seen us work out, when he picks it up, he makes a like a, he scrunches like he's struggling super hard to do to it. Dude, it's so funny. And my two year old, <laughs> you should go weighs, all Planet Fitness her... on him next time and like blow a horn and <laughs> throw him out for clanging the weights. Too much, too much. All right, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. Get out of here. Turn it down. Turn it down. This is for people. Turn it down, meathead. It's for people who don't want it that much. Okay, that's what this place is about. Uh. Man, so I have a Planet Fitness membership because it's one of the only gyms out here. And all you – plant everybody bitches about Planet Fitness. They're always like uh, – they always complain about that rule at Planet Fitness that you can't slam the weights down or whatever. I think and it's look, great. <laughs> I am an animal, and I have been in there, and I've never been yelled at once. But I always see people posting online like, can't go to planet fitness because you can't do a real workout in there and it's always some fat shit who's just sitting on his couch and has never worked out in his fucking life i don't go in there because you can't throw the weights so i just don't work they yell at me for throwing the weights i'm gonna eat this mayonnaise shut the fuck up (laughs) you know nobody at planet fitness has ever yelled at you i yeah i just i don't know man i don't i don't even want to know what that level of working out is the the level where you got to grunt and scream and fucking slam everything down like i I scream at the top of my lungs every time I exert any kind of anything. I every just time I screaming. sit up, every time I stand up. <laughs> it's as loud as I possibly can. Uh, uh, Planet Fitness likes to fuck with you, though. Like, uh, I would go, when I was going there, I would go like 5 or 6 in the morning before the kids were up mm-hmm. just to get it in real quick. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, they've got pizza there or like cinnamon rolls when you walk yeah. in the door. Yeah, what what's that like the first and like middle of the month or something like that? They they uh, fatten you up so you keep coming back. Too often, it's too often. Whatever it is, uh, I I have way a, too often. I have a Planet Fitness membership uh, because, uh, well, I mean, I I mean, I use it, but also like they're everywhere, you know. And so mm-hmm. whenever I go on the road and I don't have like a, a hotel to stay in and shit like that, and like I'm just dry, like I, I have a show uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but it's Tuesday. And uh, I like I, I have been known to just crash in their parking lot, <laughs> and then yeah, just dude, go just in there, shower and crash in there. Yeah, go in there, shower, work out, come back, just crash, and then keep driving or whatever. Like that has been uh, that is, Planet Fitness parking lots have saved me many a time. One time I was now, I forget where the fuck I was. Now your secrets out though. Yeah, I know they're gonna come get me. I uh, I by the way, you even sleeping you. You know, look, that's your best opportunity, to be honest with you, okay, is me sleeping. <laughs> it's the only uh, chance you got. You you come for the king, you better not miss, all right? I, uh... <laughs> Ooh, I better be dead. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> if I, you I'm... shoot, it better be a fatality. <laughs> Make it count. Make it count. I, uh... I'm sitting, a, I'm, I'm sitting in, a par- uh, in a Planet Fitness parking lot somewhere. I think I'm in, like, like Spokane or some shit. And, uh... I'm the only car in this parking lot. And suddenly, like, a car just pulls up, stops in front of me. Dude gets out. (laughs) Girl 
takes his shit, throws it out. <laughs> yeah. And and then they and then it, she's like, I'm gonna leave your fucking dumbass right here in the parking lot. It's like throwing all this shit out. He's like standing in front of the car. Dude, they are right in front of me. I am the only car that's there. My car's on. I sleep with the car on. I don't I, I air condition the whole time. I don't give a shit. I the They made on. it to park in front of the only car in the parking lot. There's lights on dude, just it was like a show just for me. It was just a show just for me. <laughs> and so Girl drives off now. She drives off. Dude's just there. I'm kind of like, oh fuck! I hope this dude doesn't come try to talk to me or anything like that. Uh, she she makes it, uh, you know, just like comes back around uh, and then comes back and like, all right, get your dumb ass in. Like, stop that now. He don't want to get in. Now he's going, no, fuck that. You left me on the road. I'm not getting it. Get your dumb ass in the car. No, you just gonna leave me in the parking lot. Why don't you just leave me in the parking lot? Like that's going on. And then drove. You embarrassed me in front of this car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled down the window. I was like, let him back in. Let him back in. You heartless woman, let this man back in. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been getting interesting uh, interesting emails from the VA. Yeah. Uh, I am a veteran slash American hero. Uh, <laughs> of course. Of course you are. When I was in when I was in Afghanistan, uh, early two thousand, like late two thousand one, early two thousand two, they had uh, burn pits uh, where we would dig a big hole, throw all your trash in it, and burn it. Uh, the bathrooms were buckets, and you just use a bucket, and then every once in a while you'd pull the bucket out, and they would dump diesel in it, and set it on fire, and you would just stir a bucket of shit and piss and, di- and diesel. And the black smoke, you had to wear an apron and like a big welder's mask because the smoke would come up on you. Uh, and now the VA is sending out letters. It's like, it might not have been healthy. To let you <laughs> breathe in. <laughs> hey, hey look, we, we didn't know at the time, but turns out breathing shit and diesel fumes could be potentially hazardous to your lungs. You should it's probably know that. brought to our attention recently. Odd little and thing. I had to do it a lot. Cause it was a punishment. Like if you, it was a punishment, like if you did something or you were mm-hmm. smart ass, or you said something or you were too strong or your muscles ripped out of uniform because they were too big, right. you'd get in trouble and you'd have to burn. <laughs> you'd have to do that. So I had to do it a lot. And I'd be sick for, you'd be sick for hours afterwards. And then 20 years later, it's like, oh, hey, guess what? You probably have, you're probably going to die. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably going to be what kills you. And they tell you okay that they'll that. treat you for, they tell you they'll treat you if you come in, but you know what happens if you go into the VA they set you next to a 5G cell phone tower, and then boom, you've got coronavirus. That's how they get then, you. That is how, how they get you. They get you, Josh Watch. You're absolutely right. Mm. Uh, that's how they get you every time. You're not going to get me, Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam's always telling me about stuff I did 20 years ago. He's like, come in here and let me look at you. Like, mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ain't happening, bro. <laughs> mm, I, haven't been to dentist. <laughs> I haven't been to the dentist in 10 years, okay? <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm smart. My doctor doesn't even know I have children. You think I'm coming in to talk to you? My do- Zoe just told on me. She said very loud over the baby monitor to my wife, Dad, I just said shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, snitching ass girl up there telling on me. <laughs> I love she got those tabs on you still. That's hilarious. Right, yeah. <laughs> She asked me one time. I, she started picking up a lot more than we realize. Like, I, 
I was under the assumption that she's too she's not paying attention to me all the time when I'm talking, so I don't think mm-hmm. she hears but she does. And I, I hit my leg or my knee or something and I said, Motherfucker. And she walked over to me and she goes, Daddy, did you just say motherfucker? <laughs> I just wanted and to I know. Said, I'm just asking, did you say motherfucker? I said I said, No, did you? And she goes, No, I didn't say motherfucker and I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh no, it's stuck. Oh no, it's stuck in Whoops. there. She's gonna keep repeating it. I mean, so fucking what? Do something about it. <laughs> oh, so I was saying about the kettlebells and Henry being able to lift them. Right. Uh, Zoe is thirty six pounds. Okay. Her weight, and she can pick up and swing a twenty five pound kettlebell. Ooh, dude, it is so awesome. Like she has good form. She yeah. She could do burpees. It's pretty awesome, man. Damn. And she likes. Man, you to, working these kids to, out, <laughs> dude. She likes to. I, they don't eat. I tell them like, if you don't do seven burpees right now, I'm gonna throw your food in the garbage disposal. And then they do it, or they don't eat. You know, it's. If I have simple. kids, that's what I'm gonna do, but with jump shots. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm be like, don't you come in here until you take. I don't want my three hundred corner to threes tonight. Okay. I don't want them to get their hopes up and think they're going to be the next Croatian sensation, Tony Kukoc. I'm getting him in every episode, dude. I want Kukoc my kids, is coming up all. I want my kids to strive for that, man. I, uh, I. So this coming Sunday is the last uh, of the Jordan documentary. Finally, it's fine. I have been waiting. They is that Michael Jordan? <laughs> Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That's right, sir. I. Uh, <laughs> I so there was always like the rumor, like it was always out there that hey he filmed all this footage from his last season or whatever, and uh, but two years ago during the NBA Finals they advertised it for the first time. That's when they advertised it. They were like fucking June. The documentary. Of, yes, they're like June of 2020, back in 2018, and I've been just trying not to die this whole time. I have just been trying to stay alive. And they even moved the dock up because of everything that happened. And, uh, dude, it's great. Like, it's so good. You get to see, like, all all of the, like, stories that you hear about Jordan being, like, a dick to his teammates and stuff. Like, you got to see it all. And he's, like, he's talking openly about it. He's, like, yeah, I punched Steve Kerr in the face. I called Scotty Barella ho. I, uh, yeah, like, uh, it's, dude, it's fucking great. They talk about all of his gambling and stuff. Like, he's, he's. Does it. Did it mess up your perception of him? No, because I knew all those things and I wanted to hear about him. Like that was always his thing about Jordan was that like, yeah, he's this crazy competitive guy, and it was like apparently he was really mean to his teammates. But like, it, I, it, but you never heard anybody talk about it because he's untouchable. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, to finally just have it all out there and it be footage like that, like it's it's like you know locker room footage and stuff. Like you're seeing you're seeing Dennis Rodman with a notepad watching like tape it was the craziest Dennis Rodman thing I've ever seen he was being studious like that I've I've seen Dennis Rodman do a lot of shit that blew me away more than anything was just watching him do just watching Scottie Pippen do lap pull downs and stuff it's one of my favorite Dennis Rodman stories was in 98 or 99 or maybe 97 when he went to WCW Mm-hmm. And hit him and uh, Hulk Hogan were fighting Diamond Dallas Page and Carmelo. All right, let's stop for a second. Let's fill people like just for those. That do, Josh is talking about the professional basketball player Dennis Rodman going into professional football while he's playing basketball. Wrestling. While oh, I said football. I'm sorry. 
professional wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said football. Uh, while he's playing basketball, he's in the middle of the season. He's jumping over to uh, he missed wrestling. he missed practices to go to wrestling stuff. Yeah, I thought and they were going to mention that in this doc, and they didn't. I was uh, I was really pulling for them to talk about it. But all right, go ahead. This is your craziest Dennis Rodman thing. He was supposed to be fighting. Uh, him and Hulk Hogan were teaming up in a tag team match against Carl Malone and Diamond Dallas Page. And <laughs> Carl Malone uh, also an NBA they, player. Yeah, Carl Malone played for the Utah Jazz, <laughs> uh, and he was absolutely jacked. I yeah. mean, like, he, dude was That's the mailman up. Mailman shows so up much every so day. That when they got to the match. Uh, Dennis Rodman was supposed to rip his shirt off like Hulk Hogan, but he got self-conscious because of how Jack Carl Malone was, so he left his shirt on for the whole match. But it was like a cheap, shitty shirt, so you could tell that it was supposed to... It it's was supposed, supposed to, to rip? Tear. Yeah. I remember that. That was 97, 98. And then he was on uh, Celebrity Rehab. Oh, yeah. Early 2000s. That show. And he sneaks out and he drinks one night. And then out of nowhere, he starts talking about how he's not intimidated by Carl Malone. Ha! That was just and dude, for you. it's like six years later. I, like, there's no reason to bring... Nobody asked him about it. Nobody that's, was even talking about it. He dude, was just like, little, you know what? That's a little <laughs> I'm not intimidated you. by Carl Malone. That's amazing, it was just. It was just for me. He could have just said, hey, Josh, just so you know, I wasn't intimidated by Carl <laughs> I, Malone. I'll rip my shirt off right now. Okay? Don't think I would have believed won't. him, but it... Yeah. I know that was for me. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. Uh, one of my favorite things to come out of this, out of the quarantine so far, has been hearing everybody releasing stories about what a shithead Ellen DeGeneres is in real life. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one of those secret, like, you hear those stories. I don't know why it makes me happy, but it does. Like, oh, the, the one I heard that was my favorite was she has a bowl of gum outside of her office, and you have to chew it before you talk to her. Because you don't want to smell your breath, and I want to start doing man, something like that. And man, to get uh, to get so like rich that you have like that you have that the, you your, think you can do that. Yeah, the, exactly, dude. You're right. That's exactly how you sum that up. I like to to get to like where you're like, I'm not talking to anybody that's not perfect. Okay, like you gotta if you want to enter into my world, you're gonna follow by my rules. And then enough people start saying yes to that, and then you're like, I guess, yeah, this is just how it is. This is how it is for me walking around and never live in reality again. I am this good at whatever. Yeah, never live in reality again. I'm going to fight Conor McGregor, and that's what's going to happen.